Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We literally hate every single other podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit i mean are we gonna die i don't know I, I, you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit uh uh this shit is bananas b a a a a a s this shit is trumpas t r u m p a n a n a s what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. Ugh. Uh, this podcast is going to suck. <laughs> we, um, we, just, we just got back from Asia. We're finally back. Yep. Uh, our Patreon podcast <laughs> was five fucking days late. We barely got this shit together. Oh, I mean. It's late at night. And the odd thing is, the ironic thing is, the funny thing is, no matter how late at night it gets here, it's never as late at at night as it was in Asia. You know what I mean? It's so true. We'd be up doing this shit at like midnight on a Thursday. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this might get there by Wednesday morning. (laughs) We just couldn't figure it out. And our times are off. Our bodies are off. We are off. It's, yeah, I I don't even, we can't even. No, we're too old for this shit. We're broke down (laughs) globetrotters and we we're too old and we're just trying to like our jet lags on fleek. We have no idea what's going on with the news. No, we don't know if. Even one of the 14 listeners listened last week. We have no idea. We We have have none. We haven't gotten one comment. I'm like, did that thing even post? I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Who even knows? All I know is that there's a new emperor in Japan. And um, there's probably just three ads. It probably just came up. Dumb gay politics episode <laughs> one, whatever. And then the three ads and people are like, these bitches need to fucking kill themselves. Yeah, Do you get migraines? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I have a migraine from listening to this stupid fucking podcast. Well, what can we do? You know what I mean? We're doing our best. We're, We're doing, doing our best. best. And our best, our best just isn't good enough. Our best just isn't good enough. We're going to change the podcast probably to start talking about just the Met Gala and I'm, stuff soon. We're going to start talking about Big Brother because it's all we care about. We're listening to old, watching old Big Brother seasons. If any of you are fans, we will be mm-hmm. not stopping until we get Evil Dick on here. Oh, we will have you, Evil Dick. We will have you. I um, we might do. We might. We might have to do a thing for a while where we do like our journey to losing weight and do like one <laughs> oh, yeah. of those. You Dumb know what I mean? Like we, yeah, like Dumb awakenings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Whatever it is, this is it's a lot of work and we don't um, have the time or the interest. <laughs> so but we do love you guys. We had to be we were like, oh, my God, is our mailbox just going to be over? Oh. I mean, I'm surprised the French people aren't mad at us. Like, <laughs> no. do you think they mailed back all our packages? 
one postcard, <laughs> one package in a month. So, um, but you know what? It, both of them, <laughs> I don't know if it was my jet lag. Mm. I don't know if it's my feels, if mm-hmm. we're in the sads or what, mm-hmm. but um, it was a one-two punch of, of tears. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what? It might not be quantity, but it sure was quality. Yes, it sure was. Now, before we left town, we finally put up all of the um, postcards on the drug den bulletin mm-hmm, board. Mm-hmm. We put all of the um, congressional presidential superheroes <laughs> yeah, sent. They're up. We, we put them on Julie's wall. Yeah. They're forming like a sexual brigade on the wall. We hung every- <laughs> We're going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Bernie Sanders. It's Hillary Clinton. It's all of them. It's all the stars. Um, we hung up the the- the star trek yeah this painted star trek my whatever. favorite i love it so much and we've got everything we've ever been sent and we have been given a lot of things that are given to us in frames mm-hmm. or not in frames and then yeah. we frame them yeah. we hung everything yeah so i requested um carrie pope she's a patreon and one of the 14 and we love her and she has two kids and um at halloween she had her her son in a wolf costume and her daughter in a strawberry costume. And Mm -hmm. we called it her strawberry baby. And she posted on the Patreon and I wanted pictures of her babies of the strawberry and the wolf for the bulletin board. Uh So she, she sent it. I was happy. It was a lovely thing to get right when we got home from Asia. Yeah. Really cute. That is really cute. And Carrie is one of the funniest people on Patreon talking about throwing people side eye on Facebook and shit. (laughs) Julie like loves Loves, loves, loves what she puts on the Patreon. So get on the Patreon just to hear what Carrie Pope is, oh, is writing. It's definitely worth it because yeah. it really does make me happy. Yeah. Um, she said, hey, girls, I got your message on the podcast and went immediately to post snap. Please post my strawberry baby Enid and Wolf Linus proudly in the drug den. And then she trademarked drug den. <laughs> and Enid and Linus. How cute That's is really that? cute. Baby Enid is sporting her gayest onesie in the selfie with me. I also wanted you to have one of my favorite photos of my brother Johnny, pictured in red, with his husband Clint and baby Linus. I mentioned on the Patreon that he was a huge fan of the People's Couch, and we would giggle uncontrollably watching it together. He died in 2017, unfortunately, before he could become a member of the 14. He was my ride or die and bestie, and you would have loved him. Y'all got me through the worst time of my life, and I will love you forever for it. XOXO, Carrie Pope, and Linus I needed. And when I tell you that um, Brandy uh, shed a huge tear, <laughs> a huge, huge tear, like tears, it was very moving. I... um was driving so I, know. I needed well, we to had, i needed to keep it together we were like starving and we can't stop on clearly on the sushi and the noodles because <laughs> we need somebody needs to come and lock us in a room and we're trying to pretend we're on a diet and we're like we're not gonna have a speck of salt okay but then we like we're like i can't make it home can we should stop and we stopped and there's a there's a Japanese place next to like our mailbox. And so we went in and got like a California roll for the ride. And like literally we're like eating sushi and I like pick up her postcard and read it. And I started like bawling my eyes out. Like it's, it's very moving beyond touching. And we're so sorry about your brother. And, and Julie was like, yeah, it seems like so many people, even through the course of people's couch, you know, different people like, you know, would watch it with their moms and siblings and friends and, yeah. People in hospital, you know, just don't think about these things that someone is in a, I don't remember who it was, but they were laying in a hospital bed yeah. with their parent who's yeah. dying Her watching people's couch. Cancer. Even and one girl like, was giving birth. Right. While, and she was right. watching people's couch. And um, for any of you, and you know, we've received a lot of notes and letters or emails or whatever that have um, 
described, you know, having someone that died or being in a hard situation. And we just, we really appreciate it. It really yeah. does touch us and um, really does give meaning, uh, more meaning to uh, doing this podcast. It really does. Um, just some meaning, a meaning at all. So. <laughs> It gives meaning to doing the podcast. Yeah. So then we got um, um, a scrunchie tree mm-hmm. for scrunchie 19, which was so awesome, from Danielle and Rebecca Rosen, okay, and their pictures for the Drug Den um, Bulletin Board. Um, it's so, so cute. So dear Julian Brandy, in honor of scrunchy 19, we finally got off our lazy asses to mail you the gift that has been sitting in the box for three months. We are a sister duo made up of one of the original 14 and a recru- Oh, we are a sister duo made up of one of the original 14 and a recruited gay sister. And yes, we both pay for our own Patreon. <laughs> Thank you Danielle and we Rebecca. Do love that. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But we don't also mind if people share it just so long as they have one person in their goddamn life that signs up. We need everyone on <laughs> earth to sign up. <laughs> Last year we got to see Julie at the Women in Comedy Festival in Boston. And Phyllis played an excellent wingman for us so we could deliver our Italian tissues. However, we heard that they were too scratchy, so hopefully this will make up for it. Your podcast has brought us closer as sisters since the majority of our conversations start with, have you listened to the Patreon yet? Or repeating back the hilariously inappropriate things that you've said. Keep doing what you do best. Your podcasts, um, your podcasts get us through every week in our boring Massachusetts mundane lives. We are right... <laughs> Waiting patiently for a live podcast in Boston. Fondly, a dumb gay Jewish sister combo. Danielle and Rebecca Rosen. Um, thank you. <laughs> I I remember those tissues. Yeah. Don't you? Yes. Those of course. Italian tissues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the scratchy Italian tissues. The scratchy tissues. Italian tissues. But they were very fabulous. They, and, and they lasted a long time. And we love anyone who needs to go up to Julie's mom or my mom <laughs> and tell what big fans they are. Oh, I mean, my God. And our moms will... Love that. You know, we got to get Pam out. Well, I mean, I mean, I've been with Pam and someone people would recognize me from people's couch. And I'm like, finally, I mean, I'll walk through Vegas and be like, does not one fucking person recognize me here? <laughs> well, we're going to get Pam to a live podcast because I've yeah. had the 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 luck or not the luck, but I've had the enjoyment of having my parents at shows throughout my life, you know, doing yeah, stand up. Stand up. And um, it would be great to do a live podcast and have Pam there and be well, like... Well, hopefully Rebecca and Danielle said that they were fans of the podcast and not just your stand I'm up. quite sure that they... Well, they brought the tissues. Okay, good. And then Phyllis was probably like, I'm glad Phyllis knows that people do listen to this and they can handle the cussing. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Absolutely. At this point, like, that's the only reason people come to the stand up is because of the podcast. Well, um... Julie's parents listened last week when we were stuck in Beijing to get an update. And then I was horrified that I don't know that I was drunk and it was the middle of the night in the Beijing airport hotel room. Well, they were horrified just because of what had happened to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, I listened to the podcast. I ca- what happened? Are you, got- then are you back? Go, My mom listened and I'm like, no, tell her to warn me before she listens. I want to like do it good. I mean, and don't let her listen this week for God's sake. Oh, don't let her. But speaking if they want to take the eight-hour trip to D.C., mm. if they want to, I would love for them to come to D.C. Because oh. we're doing a live podcast, Meow Meow. We are doing a live podcast in D.C. on Saturday, June 1st at 5 p.m. at the D.C. Comedy Loft. Yes, we are. So I hope that if you're in Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, uh... <laughs> 
anything around there anything around train there. train ride bus ride train ride bus ride get your butts over to the dc comedy loft it's an early show so you have plenty of time you could come to the show go to dinner you have a whole night all you just five o'clock right before dinner and Perfect. we are gonna we're gonna have our whole nights too you the good news for everyone is that i will be sober because it's 5 p.m. and I will be on the sober side so I won't be too drunk to remember you all and we're going to do a full meet and greet yeah and um Scott Dworkin who's a Twitter warrior Mm -hmm. just look him on up the guy is balls to the wall on Twitter he's huge on Twitter he's a writer and author and a pundit and just uh just so huge in the scene a juggernaut and he is going to be our special guest and that's pretty um exciting and then tarver lundy one of the 14 and a gay baby of ours for many years Mm -hmm. he is going to give gay guys and their feelings oh and you know he's going to give it he's going to give his gay feelings he's coming from new york because that's what true fans do (laughs) and um he's even in the show and he bought a ticket so that's going to tell you how fast it's going to sell out that's right. And what shitty people we are that we let that motherfucker buy a ticket. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Like, we oh really could have put a kibosh on that. We didn't. But, you know, what are you going to do? We still are, however, there. We are, there's an open call. There's now an open call for someone to do the opening song. And we need somebody to do Sweet Transvestite for the closing number. Yes, which you can do in drag. You can do it out of drag. You can do a strip. I can do however, whatever you want. However you want. Uh, please mes- message us on our website, julianbrandy.com, or on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics, and let us know if you or anyone you know want to volunteer. Or if you know anyone in that area we could check in with. Also, the tickets are gonna are available at dccomedyloft.com. Mm-hmm. dccomedyloft.com. And you can also go to our website, and um, there'll be a link there that our esteemed digital artist, Jennifer Johnson, put up for us. So um, you can click on that link, and it'll take you to the tickets. And... We do expect that show to undersell very <laughs> underwhelmingly. However, we really do. <laughs> but it's so close. It's happening. It's June first. That's I don't even know. Is that two weeks away? Yeah, I mean, it's it basically is like two two and a half weeks away. It sort of fell into our laps, and we decided just to do it. So um, let's see. Uh, well, whatever. Even if there's just Tarver there, we're gonna have a great oh, time. Yeah, Tarver and Scott. Tarver and Scott. We're going to give you a free shirt, Tarver, since you bought um, a ticket. And <laughs> oh, we shouldn't good. have that's let nice. you do that. That's nice. All right. Let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week, the eye of the shitstorm was raging all over the goddamn world. And the shit came right from Trump's asshole. <laughs> he point blank started a trade war with China. North Korea broke sanctions by testing ballistic missiles. And he doesn't care. And he's trying to strong arm Iran into complying with his orders and if they don't he's basically threatening to start a war with them yeah a war yeah so um i despise foreign policy discussions all i want to do is talk about elizabeth warren and old seasons of big brother (laughs) Uh p.s like i mentioned earlier we are watching bb14 the one with frankie grande Uh we went from evil dick to frankie and we know frankie grande i hate to drop a very tiny name on (laughs) you but um we met frankie grande right after this season and um we are devouring. Oh. It's, it I, is, I couldn't even be living right now. Being back in America mm-hmm. and being this jet lagged, we are too fragile and too, um, 
on the spectrum in the psychosis type of vibe? Like, I don't know, are we bipolar? Do we have personality disorder? I have, have borderline personality disorder. Okay, well, I'm bipolar. Okay. So at this point, <laughs> you don't want to go into another hemisphere mm. and sleep during the day and be up during the night. And then and we are so twisted up. We're like the walking dead. So yeah. if it wasn't for BB-14... Mm-hmm. BB- First of all, we finished Evil Dick, which was like BB-8. Oh, we finished BB-8. When we got back here. We finished BB-8 when we got back, and in the same night, yeah. started BB-14. Because <laughs> we couldn't handle. No. And uh, and when BB-14 is over, mm-hmm. we will instantaneously start whatever. We're going to no. the one with Dr. Will. Right, or BB-16. This is 16. We're going to okay. start the one with Dr. Will. I don't know whatever yeah, that one is, that but we're going to start it. We can't be without Julie Chen. No. At this point, she's the comfort for our nights and if 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 you guys don't have the cbs app i mean and 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 you have to you might need to get on twitter with with our boo and morris because she walks you through how to like how to do it because at first it's extremely off-putting and it's it's really hard to get over the hump yeah of how grotesque and off like i could just see my envision my mom trying it and just being like i can't with this shit these people are garbage yeah this the whole point of the show is garbage. The production value is garbage. Mm-hmm. The writing's garbage. Yep. The sets are garbage. Yep. The house is garbage. Yes. But once you get your eye gets used to it, it's it's life. Yeah, because it's like your your eye becomes BB blind. It really does. It really has become a second. Um, for you know, I know I talk about Star Trek a lot, so it's like Star Trek: The Next Generation, same thing, or any of them. Yeah. Sets garbage. Acting is garbage. <laughs> right. Writing. People are garbage. Concept writing is garbage. Is garbage. Yeah. Every. Part of it is garbage. Redundant, overproduced, oh, fake. Oh, I mean, no one's good looking. <laughs> Maybe one person at a, in a minute, you know, one person at a time. Yeah. May, you know, but nobody. And it's outfits, terrible. You've seen it all before. Oh, and it plays every third episode's the same storyline that was the yes. third before, before that. It's the same thing. Yeah. And exact it's same thing. everything. It's, it's everything. terrible costumes on BB. Oh, terrible. The most three dollar broke down costumes <laughs> anyone has ever seen from oh a God. costume shop on ventura oh it came in a bag and yeah. they're like here you're um a lady who serves right beer. you're what the casino the- worker no what's the you're lady- the later oh yeah you're the, the beer husband. garden you're right. the beer garden girl you're a frog you're a dandelion but the thing is made out of like plastic and mm-hmm. it costs ten dollars i mean yeah. oh well the show and julie chen and just all of it so that's where we're at but um we did Pull it together. We tried to because it, this job, it's an up at dawn. I don't like to call it a job. I like to call it a, um, a philanthropy. A, a hobby? Yeah, a hobby, if you will. Um, um, a, uh, yeah, a, a, a hobby. It's really just a, a hobby we're practicing. So, um, uh-huh. But not only do I hate talking foreign policy, um, the absolute last fucking thing I want to talk about right now, China. <laughs> yeah. China, my friend. Yeah. Um, Julie and I almost went postal in the Beijing airport when we were stuck there all night, and that was less than a week ago. We spent the night in a hotel room in a in the Beijing International Terminal at the airport. Inside the airport, not an outside hotel, inside. Like, three, like a fake hotel. Three days ago. Uh-huh. Like literally three days ago we yeah. were in Beijing. Yeah. So um, with the minute we flew away, the trade war started apparently, mm. but... Um, so the whole China thing is too fucking soon for my taste. But regardless, we're going to do our best to break down the Ch- China trade sitch and the North Korean missile sitch, which is right near Japan, also where we were, mm-hmm. and the Iran impending war sitch with very little research <laughs> and very little sleep. That's right. <laughs> and all of it 
is boring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God. That's why we've already wasted five minutes on Big Brother. I mean, it really is interesting. Now, so let's start with China. Okay, let's start with China. So during the campaign, Trump, um, Trump talks a lot about China. <laughs> yeah. China. China. Uh, he wanted to, he basically talks about China and how we have an unfair trade policy with China and how they they get all of the benefits from our trade policy and he was going to change it. And that he wanted to apply tariffs to um, imported goods. From China. If- from China. And apparently yesterday or a couple days ago, no, he doubled or he doubled yeah. the tariffs. So he did get elected. He promised he'd do the tariffs if he got elected. He did get elected. He met with the president of China at Vitiligo. <laughs> and they laid out, this is in 2017, they laid out a 100-day plan for them to agree on steps to reduce America's trade deficit with China. Okay, but the 100 days passed and they failed to come to an agreement. Real, real quick, a trade deficit with China means that the cost of America's imports exceeds the value of its exports you know it's a deficit we're importing everything from them and they don't take shit from us we don't even export we don't export movies to them they copy every fucking thing we do and i let me let you know me and julie watched like nine thousand chinese movies okay (laughs) on the plane we watched every fake chinese die hard fake chinese comedies fake chinese love stories we went in we watched all of them and we were just reading the subtitles like these copying ass motherfuckers there's one direct copy what the negotiation i mean they they the negotiation is a direct copy of the negotiator with um Kevin, you know, um, raper Space, of young boy, Spacey, Spacey. and um, Samuel L. Jackson. And they just are notoriously doing that. I mean, not for nothing, like, their whole thing is ripping off. It's, but, it's copying, faking. Yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're the replica. There's no copyright laws there. And they, they, but that's another thing that Trump went on. And basically what they do is they refuse to import any of our shit. They just copy it all. Right. But then they export to, to us because our corporations and small businesses and businessmen and everyone and even just us as a as a culture we want to save money and we don't have a lot of money and that we blame trump and that's what we should do yeah and so we want things to be inexpensive Mm -hmm. so we get goods from there that cost one cent and somebody was abused making it Mm -hmm. and so there's a trade deficit right so basically in 2018 trump started cracking down on the chinese copyright theft and the and the intellectual property theft and all that shit so that was sort of how it started is like it all through 2018 was the whole thing with um the ip um theft and then it was back and forth raising tariffs so first trump raised tariffs on all the imports you guys remember we've talked about this before on the podcast it was like Solar panels, washers and dryers. Oh, right. It was like shit that's not, you know, yeah. starting starting on shit that not a lot of people use. Well, we all have washer and dryers and solar panels. I mean, no, nobody has no, solar panels. I but don't. You, you, I don't think you notice if it's in between your washer and dryer. Like you hadn't probably haven't bought one for 12 years. Right. You don't know. Well, God, these, this text, this tariffs, <laughs> is this tariffs? Well, it's not a daily, right. It's not, right. you're not feeling that daily, that right. pain of the daily the daily it was random shit like mini fridges yeah and basically the tariffs that trump raised were on imports of those from everyone yes it wasn't just china Mm -hmm. but of course china then raised tariffs only on u.s products right and it went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then at one point it got as high as 10 percent tariffs on 200 billion in chinese imports Mm. 
So it escalated throughout the year until Trump raised the 10% tariff on the 200 billion in Chinese imports to 25%. Okay. <laughs> so that was supposed to take effect on January 1st, 2019, scrunchy 19. But Trump and China called a 90 day halt before that was going to be to go from 10% to 25% on December 1st. They gave a 90 day reprieve. And then in early March, they did another delay. Okay. So that delay um, just ended. Right. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. So now we're at Trump saying there's going to be a 25% tariff. And China's like, really? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and charge you back again. So Trump announced last week tariffs on. Um, China announced um, this past Monday um, that they will raise tariffs on $68 billion of U.S. imports starting on June 1st. Um, and this officially began the bilateral <laughs> trade war that we are now in. Uh, congratulations on the oh, war. Hey, guess what I am? What? Bilateral. Guess what we all are? Bilateral. In a war. Um, in a trade war. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, now you might be thinking, well, China only raised tariffs on $68 billion and Trump raised tariffs on $200 billion. That's because they import way less shit from the U.S. than we do from them, which is why it's so fucking egregious. Right. Like, I can't even believe they found $68 billion. <laughs> what was it? Jack Daniels and... I mean, honestly, I saw over there Neutrogena. Yes. Well, is that an American company? Actually, I'm not even sure. Don't know either. But I it wasn't know. in Japan, I'll tell you that. Japan ain't playing with Neutrogena. <laughs> no. They don't have it no. there. And no, I, they don't. And we bought Neutrogena at like a 7-Eleven in um, China. Right. So the U.S. items uh-huh. include beef, lamb, pork products, as well as vegetables, fruit juice, cooking oil, tea, and coffee. Isn't it weird that like we import or export even no matter what country, like meat? I th- and what about vegetables? How the fuck do ve- they even last? I don't know. So the news of the trade war sent the European and U.S. stock markets plummeting. And if you don't care about the stock market like we don't, um, and if you like it, enjoy watching people who are in the stock market lose money, even if it's your own parents like we do, you just need to know that the tariffs will affect your own wallet and everyone's wallet, regardless of how rich or poor they are. We're talking shoes, bags, toys, electronics, industrial machinery, construction, because it's all right. It's all because now steel. it's now it's on everything. Yeah. So now we started off with solar panels and washers and dryers, and now we're on to Pretty much everything that you use, wear, eat, live in, America whatever. gets 70%, okay? 70% of its shoes from China. Mm. So no more late night Zappos shopping <laughs> sprees, okay? You know Zappos, that's like, you could go on there and spend $20 and be like, I got six pairs of shoes. I don't even know how that happened. Free shipping. Crazy. No, that's all done. And I keep saying it. I'll never stop saying it. Shark Tank, if you're listening and I'm talking to you, we're talking to you, cut the shit. Stop making shit in China. Stop it. For the record, like, um, it's absolutely going to affect corporate America with huge juggernauts like Apple and AT&T because they outsource their parts and labor to China. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I wanted to say, um, for the record, we are thrilled about the trade war. We don't care um, what we have to pay. We want the price of things to go up. We want people to manufacture in America. We want... I don't want people we don't want people to have an incentive to make their shit or buy shit from China keep the shoes you have keep the Nikes you have yeah keep it and you know what we were in Japan and drinking whiskey for breakfast lunch and dinner Jack Daniels (laughs) was like 
gold over there to them because yeah. that's their import and we were like little did you know that's garbage even though we like it <laughs> we were drinking japanese whiskey because it was way cheaper way cheaper. that's how you got to do it if you want to drink corona this is just an example i know corona is not from china um corona is even like an anheuser Busch company but it is an import if you don't if you want to drink corona instead of coors light you got to pay that import fee that's just how it goes listen we're got to get to a point where it's like the and 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 even like with shoes or whatever i look at my closet with my sneakers and shoes and i go I have too many, too many. You could have looked at your because you brought too many with you over the <laughs> Exactly. And then you bought a pair. It's too many. That's right. <laughs> it's too disposable. Nothing means anything because everything, you know, if even if it's $100 for a pair of shoes, it's like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to get those because I want them. Well, maybe if they're 400 not that shoes should be $400, you know, and there should be affordable shoes, but like particularly meat should be expensive. Yeah. We should have to pay a lot of money for meat. Lug- Sorry. Luxury items should cost money. They should. And they shouldn't be they shouldn't be disposable. And that's and, what's up. Right. Let's get to North Korea. Ugh. Okay. So on Thursday afternoon, local time. North Korea, what is the fuck does that mean? Did I copy and paste that? Yeah. North Korea launched two <laughs> ballistic missiles mm-hmm. that landed in the East Sea between and we looked that up because yep. I was like where are we in the Black Sea? And it was like, we're in the Japan Sea. And we're in the. So it landed in the East Sea between North Korea and Japan. Um, luckily, on Thursday, we had just left Japan, but we were just, <laughs> Julie and I were walking around minding our own fucking business, playing with like hedgehogs and shit. And it's mm-hmm. like, pew. Bah, bah, yeah. Bah. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? Quite frankly, I wish the shit got bombed while we were in Japan. Like, can Japan. you imagine? Like, it's just like, I'm not surprised. I'm really not. So. This followed a different missile shot that North Korea had done um, a few days before that. So just in case you lost count, that's three ballistic missiles in less than a week. Why don't you tell them what a ballistic missile is, Sam? <laughs> well, I learned that a ballistic missile, it's a missile that when you, you shoot it out, first of it's short range. These were short range ballistic right. missiles. So you shoot it out into the air mm-hmm. and it goes, <laughs> and it, it is, it is sucked. It is, it, they have a, a, you know, they'll put in coordinates and then shoot it. Yeah, they go, boo, 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 I'm Romy. And then they go, they shoot it. And then it hopefully goes to that, you know, to that longitude and latitude. But in the, in the between, in the middle, it's being sucked by gravity. It's not being driven. It's just being shot out like an arrow. Okay. So you shoot it like an arrow, but it's a missile. And then you hope that it gets to where you want it to go. That's. That's what a ballistic ballistic is basically just that. And that's it's, why they can be shot down out of the air. Yes, and taken off course. Right, because they're not being driven. Right, which is what a intercontinental missile is. I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, an intercontinental ballistic missile, which is what they use for nuclear weapons. A, a short term, short range missile or ballistic missile is, isn't it? It isn't nuclear, but they that's how they test their shit. They're still testing the technology. Right. Um, so there had been a testing pause that had lasted more than 500 days that North Korea basically broke when they did that. Um, now, we know that the, those kinds of missiles can't reach America's mainland or the islands, but they can reach South Korea and Japan. Okay, so that's threatening the lives of thousands of citizens, including Meow Meow and I, who were in Japan. <laughs> we would have been those people. We were in Japan the few days before that. Can so. you imagine if we, had, if we had been there one hour before we left? It would have been us. Oh my god! Okay. Like it's so close. I just have to re like evaluate all my choices. I have to. You know, like, why did like, I leave Japan? I could be at the American embassy, like causing drama right now. I'm just like, <laughs> someone needs to come save us. <laughs> Thank God. God was looking out for me that day. Okay. 
I'm. You know what? This is going to turn in f- for me that I was at nine eleven. Well, that's what I'm saying. That I was no, but I mean, it's actually going to turn into that for me. I'm going to be like, I was almost on the one of those. I was on flight seven forty seven nine eleven, and then I just didn't make it. I just overslept. It's crazy. Mm. It's just like God mm. intervened. Um, so basically, though, um, it was. Okay, so the Japanese prime minister, which we can't be bothered with. We're only with the emperor. Only. But the prime minister is like the main shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the missiles had, quote, no immediate impact on Japan's security, mm-hmm. which is taking everything out of our intensely dangerous story. I know. Our brush with danger. <laughs> um, they were almost certainly a warning shot to Trump that Pyongyang is very, very unhappy that months of nuclear talks have produced few tangible results. Right. So Kim Jong-un was like, ooh. and then shot missiles from his tiny dick so we know that in february trump and kim met in vietnam and they were like trying to make a deal and it was tragic and all anyone really cared about was the Mueller report so a lot of people didn't even pay attention but they went to meet and they were like i swear it was like they were passing notes back and forth (laughs) and then uh old kim jong-un or whatever just walked the fuck off right he just left yeah he just left and it was i'm sure trump said something thoroughly offensive and it was like no deal right i'm gone i'm out of here yeah and so um now we all know or we whatever north korea historically uses they test their weapons for two things they either test them to improve their military which they shouldn't even be allowed to do anyway but Mm -hmm. i mean they have to um as any country would and then they test their their missiles to send political messages to the United States and its allies mainly south, south korea right. and japan they always love to just shoot it around south korea and japan and get everyone stressed out and no one's even stressed out yeah clearly they're like there's nothing in the missile just like there's nothing in your balls just like <laughs> we're tired of your stupid fucking missiles cut the shit put on your gray sweatpants take your thimble dick and go <laughs> yeah. fuck off okay yes. we know you have a fucking tiny little dick um so the, North Korea is saying this is nothing more than a test for military purposes, but they know, everyone knows, everyone knows it's all about Kim trying to send Trump a message. And he just doesn't understand that Trump cannot be bothered and doesn't give a fuck. I also want to use one word here. Yes. Men. Exactly. Also, if Trump were able to deal with subtleties on any level, I mean, mm. what has what has he ever done that makes you think... He doesn't need to be told something directly. Like the guy's not hearing any messages. And no. All you simply have to do is just tell him directly and, and he'll believe you. And also, why can't any of these people who are leaders of countries, men, get in a room and just go, look, here's what's up. OK, here's what we need. Um, I'm just like not interested in peace. So I'm like interested in like just killing people and stuff and just like fucking doing it. OK, I'm going to go on my tiny dick. I'm going to fucking kill people. I don't care if they starve. That's what I'm about. OK, my family, me, boom, boom, boom. Then Trump could go, OK, well, um, we're going to figure out a way to kill you. And um, but he would tired of go, shit. are you going to starve your own people or mine? And he's going to go, I'm just going to treat North Koreans like shit. And he's going to go, OK, cool. See you Bye. later. <laughs> Good luck to that. He's a great leader. He keeps his people in line. Mm-hmm. Very slim. So basically, they don't care. The Trump administration doesn't care. Our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, um, basically said that. He said they don't care. He said as long as they're not testing intercontinental ballistic missiles, which means they can get all the way to America and will deliver nuclear weapons, then the Trump administration is um, not paying attention. And by the way, that's because Trump is distracted with Iran and he has all his consequential intercontinental ballistic jizz pointing in that direction right which is interesting and now let's just remember if i may now i'm this is just allegedly but 
Um, where do you think Putin is? You think he's just sitting back wondering what's going on with everyone? No, no. I'm quite sure he's got his hands in North Korea and Iran. And China. And China. Yeah. This all has Putin written all over it. Mm-hmm. So now on to Iran. <laughs> I'm going to say Iran. I know. I like saying Iran, too. Yeah. I mean, I just have to. Iran, Iraq. Yeah. So um, right before we left for Asia, American tensions with Iran were ramping up, okay, in a move that the Trump administration called, and this is real, a maximum pressure campaign. Oh, God. I mean, okay, so if y'all remember... Was it last year? It was 2018 where Trump pulled out of the nuclear. Right. So Obama had made some kind of nuclear agreement with Iran where they weren't going to test. We were in Mm -hmm. some kind of deal where they were going to stop building nuclear weapons and testing and stop their program. Right. And we would ease up the sanctions so Iran could start to have a bit of a chance to kind of like come back to life. Because their economy is in the toilet. Yeah. So that's what the deal Obama made. The minute Trump got in there, he was like, we're out because he's got some plan with oil and whatever the fuck his plan is. So... He wants America to make all the money with oil. And so he pulled out of that agreement. Right. So it was all ramping up since last year. And the first sign came in early April when, um, this is right before we left for Asia, Trump called um, basically the secret service for the Iranian government. It's the, it's the security service that protects the Iranian government. Mm-hmm. He declared them as a foreign terrorist organization. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he officially declared that the Iranian Secret Service is a terrorist group. Mm-hmm. And that means they're like, once you're considered a terrorist group, it's like, just you and Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Go on over with Al-Qaeda. And they're the Brotherhood like, of Islam or whatever, and Hamas, Hezbollah, all those all those guys. Oh, I don't even know what any of that means. <laughs> so um, afterward, Trump made a statement. He said, this unprecedented step led by the Department of State recognizes the reality that Iran is not only a state sponsor of terrorism, but that the IRGC, that's their secret service, actively participates in, finances, and promotes terrorism as a tool of statecraft. Statecraft? Craft? <laughs> statecraft? Yo, um, you know, when we were playing our full game of statecraft, I had, <laughs> I had rolled an eight, and I know that Rufus had rolled a seven, and everyone wanted to say it was a twelve, but I know that it was a seven, and I know that my actual mana had bested his. So I would appreciate if you guys would back down and we do another reroll, okay? Of, of statecraft. Of statecraft. Um, he also said this designation will be the first time that the United States has ever named a part of another government as a federal terrorist organization. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe it. It's not untrue. It's not necessarily untrue. And Iran is, the government of Iran is a f- bunch of fucking assholes. Iran can and, fuck right off. But yeah. by the way, so can China and so can North Korea and mm-hmm. so can Russia. And he is basically telling China to fuck off. And that's great. We're happy about it. But like, I don't understand why North Korea and Russia get a pass every five seconds, but he's going to set his sights on. It's just clearly. Because it's, it's oil, but it's also because Iran hates Israel. So Iran. Why does he care about Israel? He cares about fake. Israel because of um, the, because of our, I don't know what, I don't know what deal he's got going yeah, on with a, BB. It's all, but it's all deal pays. It's based. some kind of glad handing has been going yeah, on. Period. He wants the, the Orthodox base. He wants them to like him. He wants their votes. And if he goes against Iran and he seems like he's full, full, full support of Israel, like Obama, people, when Obama did that deal with Iran and there were people who said doing that deal with Iran is going against Israel. And it's like, look, 
you need to start somewhere in order to fix the Middle East. I'm okay? like, don't talk about Obama. But um, <laughs> I think that you're right. And you know a lot about it and much more than me. But just instinctively only, I'm going to say he only does anything based on money. So even though he's moving the the embassy to, to Jerusalem. Jerusalem and he's doing all these moves and fucking Jared Kushner and his goddamn like fucking... Because they're gonna. Yamaka I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure that in <laughs> that, in, <laughs> that in Israel with the um, settlements, I I think that Kushner and the family, yes, they're fake Orthodox. Yes, whatever they're using their they're exploiting their Judaism and whatever. I think that they have some real estate deals there. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a hundred percent fucking all about money. One hundred, which is why he's not going moving in with you know on Putin. It's all oh, money yeah. based because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, OK, you're mad at you're mad at Iran, but you're not mad at North Korea. Like, give me a break here. Um, so basically, previously, Trump had issued sanctions um, with exemptions. So he issued sanctions on countries who were importing their oil from Iran for like gas or whatever, their right. petroleum. So this was China, India, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Turkey, Italy, and Greece. We went to three of those countries last month. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll never stop the bragging. I'll never can. I never will. I'll never can either. I mean, so. I'll never oil can. <laughs> I'll never oil can Harry's. So he basically issued sanctions on all these um, countries, and then he gave them exemptions. So they had six months to find an alternative source mm. for their oil. Mm-hmm. And that. Those exemptions, that six month period ended on April 22nd while we were over there. Mm. And it was like it was all heating up, heating up like Japan had figured it out. Taiwan had figured. I mean, Taiwan was like up a shit's creek. They had their oil refineries could only work with oil from Iran. Like they were literally like, we have no other way to like make this into gas. We can only do. So they were scrambling. Everyone was scrambling. China in a chaise lounge, just like. We don't care. We don't right. care. You bother me. I'm not even going to change my shit. I'm not changing. No, they don't my care. Shit. They're not being told. They also also why should we change our shit? We use all the shit. We use the most. We pollute the most. Next to India, we are the worst. So we're gonna do what we want. Yeah, and you know what? They're gonna be fucking sorry when we're done importing their goddamn China's on garbage. <laughs> so fuck off, China. Mm-hmm. So. Those sanctions ended on the 22nd. Tensions went even higher. <laughs> Iran's like not able to get rid of any of their shitty fucking oil. Uh-huh. Their economy was already in the garbage. And now they're like really, really feeling the sanctions, which is just funny because I never think sanctions do anything to anyone. Right. And they started really feeling it. So um, they got pissed <laughs> off. Right. Okay. And it was like, took things from whatever they were when it's all fun and games. We're like, oh, whatever, Trump. Yeah. We'll do what we want here. We're going to continue to kill gays, continue <laughs> to rape women, continue to have all the money in the government. We don't care. We hate Israel. <laughs> Die, Jew. Uh-oh. Yeah. Wait, what? We can't sell this oil? What the fuck? <laughs> and then they were like... um, by the way, I don't know if you've met us. We're Middle Eastern and we will fucking start a war with you. We don't give a shit. We don't give a shit about our land. It's on a dirt hill. I'm just making all this what, up. What, you want to start war? <laughs> what, you are you uh, threatened to kill my people? <laughs> Please. I already killed half of them. I don't care. Come on. Exactly. By the way, this is not an impersonation of the entire Middle East. This is doing Iran. Okay. 
Oh, was that specific to Iran? Did you have a region in mind? <laughs> well, I don't need I a could, letter. I could really like. I could really hear the I'm nuance. Islamophobic slash whatever. So yeah, and try and let's let's talk about Iran. I kill half people. I don't care. Gay people, illegal. We kill them. Sorry, you know, homos. We don't care. Jew die. So. Yeah, come on, bring it. We don't care. I don't hey, mind. You have to have a thick skin. You ha- hey, to be in <laughs> our group, you have to have a thick skin. skin. Mm-hmm. So Iran basically needed that thick skin. They got pissed and they um, basically said they were not going to comply with the fucking nuclear deal and they were going to increase uranium and, and uranium enrichment, whatever the fuck that means, and they were going to keep making their nuclear weapons and they were going to stockpile all their soldiers and whatever the fuck. And so, God. in answer to that, the U.S. deployed an aircraft carrier, a warship, um, bomber jets, and missile defenses right over to the Middle East, okay? It was like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and then um, the Iranians, though, they weren't buying it. A spokesperson from Iran said, the Americans know that no other war will bring about their defeat to such an extent and that's why there won't even be a war because war is not even really a part of the U.S. strategy. So Trump looked like a tool with egg on his face because nobody believed his fake Mike Pompeo, fucking John Bolton, Warcraft carrier bullshit. We're going to come in there and we're going to kill you guys. <laughs> hey, you talk, I'm talking to you, Iran. That's me, John Bolton. Okay. So they didn't believe it. Um, and then there's Trump who never stops believing that his confrontational strategy is the business. Right. He popped off a flippant comment to like the press and said, Hey, Iran, call me. <laughs> Swear to God. Amazing. Um, basically said to call him if they want to settle the shit, just give me a call. Just give me a call. Call me. Um, they said, yeah, baby, no, we won't be calling. Okay. And then they went ahead and added that, um, they could easily destroy a naval fleet that had been sent by the United States. To which they, the United States sent a naval fleet to ward off like some potential threat to our um, commerce. Men are so fucking stupid. And Iran was like, we won't them. be calling you. And in fact, if we want, what we'll do is we'll just destroy that fleet that you sent on down here. So then um, Trump replied, oh, really? You think you're going to fuck with our naval fleet? Um, so he then warned to the press, if they do, if they quote, do anything, it'll be a big mistake. If they do anything, they will suffer greatly. Sir, yeah. I guess um, if Iran does anything, I guess that we're going to be looking at a very grotesque war. Yeah, sun is sun, sun is sun. <laughs> we're in war. I mean, it's just, can you, I just can't, I, can't. I, I honestly, just in an existential manner, you know, just in 2019, the fact that. Scrunchy 19 is not the year for war. It's scrunch. No, it's not. And also, stop it. And it's so Putin, right? Like, get all the people behind you with like a bullshit war. Like when Putin like went and did that to the Ukraine right. to like get all of his people behind him, and so he could keep his money. Like in people, and they're all so. I don't know. I guess because there's lack of education and whatever, and religion, and people believe things, and because they're not educated. I just, I don't know. I'm so at this point. Like, you know, just let's just get through this. I just want to get through this, try and like pay off my debt. <laughs> I know. And like well, lose some weight. I can't I even mean, deal. At this I just point, don't we even should care die anymore. in debt and fat and just be like, let's <laughs> just... go over to Desert Storm part four or whatever the fuck. What? Is, what uh, did, uh, we got too many. It just seems like there's too many. There's too many countries that are bad against not enough that are good. And even Kamala Harris was like to Jake Tapper, who was trying to throw shade, like, Jake Tapper, we see you. Don't fucking talk to Kamala Harris like oh. that. But she's like, 
I think we should work with our allies. And he's like, and he's like, no, he's like, what do you feel? How do you feel about what Trump's doing with China? And she's like, I've said this before. I mean, we need to work with our allies. And he goes, oh, China's an ally. And she goes, no, but we have allies that we should work with against China. Yeah, exactly. Get out of my fucking face. It's just like what we say about the Democratic Party. It's like if all those candidates got together and said, here's the platform, here's what we're all going to do. And then people can vote for which one they like, which who looks the best, who yeah. they think is hot. But at the end of the day, we're all saying the same thing because we're all a united front. And that's what we have to do. Get with Europe. Get with Iceland. Get with yeah, Australia. Get with Canada. <laughs> Get with, I don't even know the allies. Exactly. Get with England. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get That's with Europe. Yes. Yeah. Get with everyone who who wants to against China, Russia. God. Iran. North, North Korea. North Korea. Big. They got big. big Saudi ass. Arabia. Mm. Half the Middle East. Part of Africa. I mean, we could get with part of Africa and the other part, not so much. I mean, we got to take down the dictators. And there is a lot of dictators. Yeah. A lot. Or we need to shut the fuck on up and just be a bit of a pacifist and leave people alone. Keep our shit tight. Like, sorry, like Obama did. Like, you know, just it's this isn't fucking 1920 or whatever when was no but it's not it's not it's not the 20s it's not the 30s it's not the 40s it's also not the fucking 1200s it's also not the 400s have we not learned fucking anything it is not rome it is not greece it is not the spanish inquisition it is not any of it like we it's not feudal times if it is if it is then go over there, bomb and take it over. But don't be like going into a war and then you destroy their whole area. And then it's like, let's rebuild it through Halliburton. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, I, I honestly, at this point, it's sort of exactly like you don't go in and then put and prop up a puppet, stupid fucking shitty leader who's just going to become a dictator. At that point, you got to colonize that yeah, place. You take it over. You go, we took you over like Annex back it. in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. Do it. I mean, it's it's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm sure we've offended many of you, but that's what happens when we do very light research. And that's why I fucking hate talking about foreign policy. I just, I just hate talking about it. It's boring anyway. Um, so let's get away from the tragedies of our foreign affairs and get on over to the ladies room. Mm. This segment is called The Ladies' Room, and it's just ladies talking ladies stuff. And today we're talking about my favorite, my favorite, ragiest, ladiest, lady subject of them all, abortion. (sighs) Last Tuesday, the governor of Georgia, the racist, gun-toting, immigrant-chasing whole named Brian Kemp, signed into law... The heartbeat bill. Okay. The ha- He's a whole <laughs> never ending. Sorry. Go ahead. The, the heartbeat bill outlaws abortion after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is usually as early as six weeks. And let's be real. That fucking heartbeat is follows like a minute after the jizz hits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way these pregnancy tests work, you can go and buy them like the morning after pill and a pregnancy test and find out that it's like you can detect that heartbeat so soon. And it's like six weeks. I mean, God forbid you don't get stuck in Asia. Oh. You won't be able to get your abortion. No, you won't. Don't get, don't go, don't go on a bender and no. wake up a little late. No, that's where like, I drink. Shit, did I get past the six week mark? No, Damn. I'm going to throw myself down a flight of <laughs> exactly. stairs and drink hot water. 
Exactly. And you know what? You'll get arrested for murder, according to this bill. Mm -hmm. So um, Georgia is the fourth state to enact the heartbeat bill after Kentucky, fuck you, Mitch McConnell, Mm -hmm. Mississippi, and Ohio. And uh, Iowa and North Dakota already have a similar thing. It's not exactly the heartbeat bill, but they already have a similar health ban in effect (sighs) regarding abortion. My blood's already boiling. I know. The bill basically bans all abortions. And not only that, the bill also includes a penalty, a penalty for those who perform abortions of up to 10 years in prison. It doesn't explicitly exempt women who perform their own abortions with drugs, leading to speculation about whether they would also be subject to criminal charges. Some have suggested that it could even lead to murder charges for women who have murder murder charges for women who... (laughs) have abortions (laughs) okay i knew that would get you so murder charges fucking beyond i'm it's getting it's like we're in the middle east it's like we're in the middle east Uh, you're raped and it's your fault it's like we're in the middle east and even if you what if you just accidentally like do drugs like i sometimes do and then it's like whoops and then it's like now you're what do you mean you're pregnant and then you accidentally (laughs) did the drugs or just you accidentally do drugs just by accident you know what I mean? You know, sometimes you just accidentally do drugs or and too then many. If you're pregnant, you mean? Well, maybe you don't know you're pregnant. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Oh, okay. 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 Got it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe you don't know you're pregnant. Maybe you don't know how many drugs you're doing or maybe you don't remember or who knows any of it, any kind of combination of things. And now suddenly you're raped. It's your fault. You're in jail. And it's like, I was just trying to have a good time officer. <laughs> I was just trying to have a good time. What if you did too many drugs and you, you even had sex willingly? You just did. No, I was just saying it as an analogy. You got raped into your fault because that's what this reminds me of. Like that is what this is. You did drugs and you know killed accidentally. You didn't know you're pregnant. You lost a baby. You lose babies. What if you lose a baby and they say you? I mean, God, these. I have no three girls, girlfriends of mine right now who've had miscarriages in the last. Miscarriages are also can be a crime. I mean, in this one in the heartbeat in uh, Georgia, a miscarriage. Okay. So the good news is that the laws are unlikely to go into actual effect anytime soon. And in the past, this type of shit has been routinely struck down in court. But anti-abortion activists continue to bring such measures forward in order to lay the groundwork for a Supreme Court challenge, okay, which has never looked better than now with the closeted convertible (laughs) gold Mercedes named Neil Gorsuch Mm -hmm. and the gang rapist Brett Kavanaugh, who now sit comfortably on the Supreme Court, and they're both pro-life. You know, you know what that's called, what I just did? A heartbeat bill? It's called a pregnant pause. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Now, even though the laws don't immediately take effect, we don't want this trend to continue to catch on in these conservatively controlled states because that will only make it much more likely to be upheld by the twats in the Supreme Court. So all the twats in Hollywood have come together to make some bold statement in Georgia. They want to send a message to the rest of the states and the rest of the viable industries in those states that their shitty Bible-lying, fucking women-controlled bullshit is not going to fly, and we will hit them where it hurts in their secret bank accounts they keep for hookers and rent boys. Now, (laughs) I, uh, yeah... There's two pieces of news here. So it's basically that the heartbeat bill is picking up momentum uh, and these conservative governors are, are just overriding their, con- their you know, state Congress, putting them into laws. And now Hollywood has gotten together to make a statement through Georgia. So Georgia is a popular production state. 
Um, they offer these huge tax breaks to TV and fil- film companies for them to film their shit there. Tyler Perry has his studios there. Marvel casts and shoots all their films and TV shows there. The Walking Dead and Stranger Things were both filmed there. There's literally a million productions going on in Georgia on any given day. Julie and I audition for shit, and it's always shooting there. Half the time, we're putting crap on tape for Georgia. It's just like Georgia is like the hub at this point. I read that there were something like 692 new production companies there just like in the last two years. So... Um, With the announcement of the heartbeat bill, the heads of three pretty big production companies are saying they will not film in the state anymore. So Killer Films, who did um, movies Carol and Vox Lux. I love the movie Vox Lux. um, They they won't film there. I didn't know that was Killer Films. I didn't either. Christine Vachon or whatever her name is. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, until I saw this. I was like shocked. Hmm. Blown Deadline Productions, who did The Wire and The Deuce, and everybody loves The Wire, Mm. they said they will not film there anymore. And the Duplass Brothers Productions, um, and Mark Duplass, I feel like he's filmed a lot of shit. I feel like they're from Georgia. Probably. But I didn't look that up. Um, They've all announced that they are done, done, done with Georgia. And then J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, who have a new show called Lovecraft Country, that sounds wonderful and good. (laughs) God, <laughs> fucking cod, I can't. So it's already filming in Georgia. So mm. they have promised to donate 100% of their episodic fees to the ACLU of Georgia and Fair Fight Georgia, an election reform organization, which that's good because Georgia, more than any state in this fucking country, needs election reform like and voter rights and whatever. Yeah, totally. Well, they released a joint statement that read, The following. Governor Kemp's fetal heartbeat abortion law is an unconstitutional effort to further restrict women and their health providers from making private medical decisions on their terms. Make no mistake, this is an attack aimed squarely and purposefully at women. We encourage those who are able to funnel any and all resources to these organizations. Um, Okay, so that's all good. And I think probably there's many more people on Twitter who... Or different, probably celebrities and probably people who live there that are like, I'm out. Yeah, you know? a lot of them and people are tweeting like, you know, no more um, Georgia. We're not filming in Georgia. Yeah. Boycott Georgia, blah, blah, blah. I don't see Andy Cohen coming forward and being like, fuck Housewives of Atlanta. But um, I'm, I'm sure. And there was something else there, too, I think. Um, but basically, it was all going um, well until Alyssa Milano called for her own boycott on Twitter, okay? Which I hope I hope there's one of you 14 that have not heard about this because it's straight up fucking hilarious. And like, it is so roll the windows up because air supply is on. Like, it is cringe worth Um So basically her tweet, her tweet boycott, it either enraged people or completely dorked them out. And Julie and I fall squarely into like the roll the windows up category. Yeah, I'm not enraged. <laughs> no, I not just, at all. At all. And I, I understand what she's trying to do here. But <sighs> so she tweeted out, quote, our reproductive rights are being erased <laughs> until women have legal control over our own bodies. We just cannot risk pregnancy. Alyssa, Alyssa. <laughs> I don't think you can get pregnant anymore. I'm not sure. Um, But we just can't risk pregnancy. Join me by not having sex until we get bodily autonomy back. Mm -hmm. I am calling for a hashtag sex strike. Pass it on. Yeah. So (laughs) the thing is that people really came for her on Twitter. 
with this. A lot of people, you know, some people are like, right on, girl. Or like, my vagina is my pussy. Every lesbian's like, I'll do it. Well, (laughs) no, every lesbian's like, this has nothing to do with us. And in fact, what you're saying excludes us. So we're excluded once again. <laughs> so what, with lesbians, it was like they the the people because they were like, this is a heteronormative thing. You're coming as heterosexuals only, and lesbians uh, are. And it's like, then don't weigh in. That's some dumb gay politics right there. Let me, as the les, I want to say I I understood what she's doing. She's doing Alyssa Strada, as I told you. She's saying. We are not going to have sex with the and men. I was like, the men it's will not, not Alyssa Estrada. It's Alyssa Milano. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> it should be Alyssa Estrada. Like, she's making a statement for, and it is for heterosexual women. That's the point. It's for women. Yeah, you are excluded lesbians. You're not fucking concerned. You're not fucking men. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. This isn't about us. I didn't know lesbians weighed in. How do they even Oh, my God. This is a heteronormative <laughs> patriarchy. We're not in Sex between a man and a woman isn't the only thing. You can get pregnant. And it's like, look, if you're a lesbian. What are you going to do? Get in a hot tub? Filled oh, uh, with jizz? Here's the deal. Exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you're a lesbian, you're getting pregnant. You have to plan, work, get it, go to the bank. Even if you go to fuck a guy. Would you pay $20,000 to get turkey baster and keep it in a frozen chiron and then be like, I can't do this. I just can't do this, (laughs) guys. So this isn't about us, okay, lesbians? And you need to, we need to, just when there are things where people need allies, let's be allies for our straight sisters, okay? (laughs) Who are getting (laughs) fucked by men, okay? And I mean fucked in every fucking way. And that is what the deal is with abortion. And that is what I've always said it's about. And that is what it, that it is about men controlling women. Certainly, as lesbians, if you need to get an abortion, you are a part of this. But when she's talking about we're going to hey, stop if you're bisexual, you know what I mean? And if yeah. you're bisexual, fine. Maybe it was bisexual. It's like, this is heteronormative. But at the end of the day, even if you're bisexual, you fucking men. So get into it. You have to get into it. Like, this is, I'm sorry. Like, it might be heteronormative, but there are things that are heteronormative, including getting pregnant. Oh, that's a good point. So. We need to be able to accept these things. You don't have to fall into the norms or the conformity of being heteronormative. Or you yeah, it doesn't have to necessarily repress you just because it doesn't. something is. I and like just, that. And just because you do, that would be saying that straight people are in some way oppressing you or they're heteronormative and they're normal. And they're, well, maybe, you know, it's like they don't, she's obviously, she's a feminist and she has kids and she's, maybe she has a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. And maybe he's a feminist or whatever the fuck. Like there are people who are living a, what you could consider a conforming to societal norms life, but that doesn't mean that they're conforming to traditional values of which people such as Ben Shapiro or these people who are making these laws are trying to put on them. So we should be supportive and allies, so to speak, and be like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Maybe that's not exactly like, you know, it's not the best idea on the the planet. (laughs) Right. And also at the end of the day, then you also have like the women who are like, um, my husband, he writes a feminist op-ed for we don't have to. And aren't we more than just sex and aren't our bodies more than just for men and blah, blah. And it's like, okay, okay. The, yes, she just meant they can't risk pregnancy. Not that she I believe what she meant was men are trying to oppress and take away a power from women, the power that they have of their own bodies. And so what she all she is saying in the in the in the in the 
in the um, in the spirit of Lysistrata is let's then take away the one thing that they want most from us, and that is sex. And if you don't think that's true, then go ahead and go relive your life. Just go meet a man. <laughs> so just go meet. Uh, just walk up to him, any man, and go. What's your number one priority? Yeah, Johnny well, McGovern. You know what it is. Your and, big huge dick. I mean, come on. This is not, and it doesn't need to be an. Indu- it just. Like, it's the spirit of it, it's the, in my opinion. And it's also just the one stand that she felt that she could take. So that's all, in my, I think. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so now it's time for the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a positive ray of light shining amongst all the conflict and fighting that's happening on the political landscape. She hates doing it, but we are jet-lagged from Asia, and we're missing all of our Japanese animal cafe children, (laughs) and we need something to make us feel hopeful. So I'm making her do it anyways. Okay, Meow Meow, what is your So There's That moment for this week? I mean, I wish that it was now Lysistrata Milano. Yeah, you Alyssa know Because I mean? I'm into it, personally. Not that you would actually do it. I'm just into her saying it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so basically, like, <laughs> trying to keep it light. Um, so I was reading these stories, trying to find something good. Couldn't find anything. Only concerned with noodles. Only concerned <laughs> with eating. Only concerned with my fupa. Only concerned with losing weight. Only concerned with the amount of gas. Only concerned with... <laughs> my physical state of bloatation. Yeah. And um, so I came across this thing and I was like upset by it. And it says, strangers keep calling child protective services on this 11 year old drag star. And I was like, what? Oh, I think I've heard of this kid. So I look at it and I'm reading some Buzzfeed news and I see this picture of this little boy who's in drag. Does (laughs) he live in New York? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally know this kid. So it basically says a New York City family is once again facing calls from Child Protective Services after their son, an 11 year old drag queen, was featured in a shoe ad. Desmond Napoles, better known as Desmond is Amazing. By the way, I think that name actually for a kid is good. Um so he started doing drag as a even young, when he was younger. He started, I guess, noticing that his mother was watching RuPaul's Drag Race. He started watching Drag Race, and he he was his life changed. So he started to dress up and per- started, and then he started to perform, and now he's full doing drag, fully doing drag. The kid is identifies as gay. He's full gay, full drag, twenty four seven all the time. <laughs> he's eleven. He's Let's eleven. Get him on the podcast. Okay? So. And then I started to watch some videos of him and he's been on every, you know, talk show and he was on with Michael Strahan and the kid's precocious. He's fucking annoying. However, I hate kids. Hate. And hate. I only and I especially hate precocious ones. Oh, and I was like and I'm looking at the story cuz the so the thing for me is like so okay, so here's the kid and he's whatever and then I was like, "Let me see this kid. Oh my god, let me see this kid." I should never watch the videos cuz now I hate his guts. However, <laughs> I do not really hate his guts. I appreciate him. He's a young kid. He's We we understand, but precocious individuals are annoying. Yes. When you meet, especially when a child meets an adult, then they're like, yeah, look at me. And I'm just like, no. (laughs) Exactly. So you are, sit the fuck down. However, 
full drag, walking the catwalk, doing a death drop, just living in bars, living, going to gay pride. And the only reason that he is being able to do this is because of his parents. So for me, my my fucking ovaries, my finally your ovaries throbbed. My ovaries throb when I watch the parents. Yeah. When I I see the mom and the dad and the way that they talk about this kid and even especially the dad. And when the dad was like, I don't know, he was like, however old he was, like seven or whatever. And he was like, I just, he just like loved princesses. And I was just happy he just knew who he was. And we just was like, got into it. And I was like, oh my God. And then the mom and, and now the parents take him to gay pride and they, they just support him. And at the same time that they're, he, they don't let him have too much caffeine. They don't let him, you know, they're parenting him, but they're supporting him. And I just think that it's, it was inspiring. It's inspiring to watch somebody that young know who they are and try and figure it out and develop and express themselves in the in the in the best way that they can. But for the parents to not only support it but to find their own inspiration in that and the, when you see somebody who is 100% authentically themselves, it is inspiring and when you I would imagine as the parent when you see that you made that that you must feel a sense of pride and it must make you think to your own self, like, you know, who am I and what am I doing with my life? And I just found it to be completely inspiring and I think you should look him up. Desmond is amazing. Look at all the videos you can, but particularly look at the parents because it's that kind of love and unconditional love and support of someone else. It doesn't, not about them. It's not about, you know, what they want from him. It's purely this love for this other person and to support him and to let him shine and grow and find his own way so there's that So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love and appreciate all of you guys. And we want you to know that we do this podcast every week without fail. Um, And even though it's free, we feel bad that sometimes it sucks because we are drunk (laughs) in Asia and giving you old news and delivering it late or hungover and jet lagged from Asia and giving you old news and delivering it late. So we appreciate all 14 of you for sticking with us week after week. We really, really honestly do. Yeah, we do. And thank you to all the people who have joined the Patreon. That one is not free, but it's only a dollar and it's going to help us pay off our Asia credit card bills. Uh, Another thing that gives us money, live podcasts. And we are doing one in Washington, D.C. on June 1st at 5 p.m. at the D.C. Comedy Loft. Um, and you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, for all of the details. Or you can go to dccomedyloft.com um, and get the tickets straight from there. If you live anywhere within a goddamn train ride or bus <laughs> ride to D.C., make your arrangements now. We found so many cute and cheap Airbnbs. You can get your best D.C. lives, hunties. And that is a trip of a lifetime. D.C. is like New Orleans. If you haven't been, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Julie and I went in 2014. And we were living with that big Abraham Lincoln fucking monument thing. (laughs) And we went at night and we did all of the fucking Holocaust museums. We were crying, walking after that. Just DC is magic. It is historical. 
like going to Europe, that's what it's like. It's one of the, like New Orleans, it's one of the rare places in this country where you can really feel the roots of this country and it's um, something everyone should do um, at least once. So if you haven't, we expect you to do it now. Um, and it, the Airbnbs are so cheap, it's just stupid not to do that. Um, we're going to, so go to dccomedyloft.com or our website, www.juliannebrandy.com to um, get your tickets. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And jet lagged. Ugh, fupa. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the race is really to blame so I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> <laughs>